Hello again. This is Noah and John from Urban Digs, and we are talking Manhattan. And today I got Jackie Toplitsky. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Jackie is head of the Toplitsky team at Douglas Elliman, and you've been in business for over 20 years, right? As I told you before, too long. Too long, okay. And you've done over a billion dollars in transactions. A mm -hmm. billion. So. Mm -hmm. Amazing stuff. Um, this show is all about what's happening in the streets of Manhattan real estate. I want to extract those insights from your head. Mm -hmm. So let's just get right into it. What's going on with the market? The market is definitely in, in a place that it's very difficult to put your finger on mm -hmm. and to say it's not like the upper end of the market is weak or the middle part of the market or the lower part of the market. We're seeing it all throughout. Mm -hmm. But also I can say that it's very uh, property specific. Mm -hmm. um, I was telling you before that we are now, as we speak, involved in two bidding wars. Mm -hmm. And one bidding war is under a million, and we have one bidding war that it's uh, around in the you know two million. Is that for uh, listings of yours or for for buyers? So one is a listing mm -hmm. and one is a buyer. So right. I have one one and one. One and one. So I think that look, I, I what I'm telling my sellers right now. So whoever wants to put their apartment on the market. So mm -hmm. the traditional way of pricing property. Was was fair market value. Right. That was the number that we were trying to achieve always, correct? And the fair market value is you know, what is available, what is sold and closed, and what is in contract. Right. And you do the average, and according to that, you start getting you know, an idea of uh, what is the fair market value. Right. So this is the bad news. The bad news, the fair market value doesn't work anymore. Right. So what is my, what, how am I pricing now? I'm taking fair market value mm -hmm. and telling them, Let's discount from the fair market value, I would say anywhere between five to 10% depend on the property. Right, right. If the property was on the market before, you have to discount it more. Right. If the property is coming fresh, you have to do the discount of the 10%. Why is that? You have to show the buyers that you, Mr. Seller and Mrs. Seller, understand the market condition. Right. Um, you are not greedy. You are, you are going to go even a little bit under what all the comps are showing right. because you understand that the market is correct. You mean itself. active comps, what you're competing against on the active market. Correct. No, right. no, no, no. Also no, sold. No, no. Active market for me mm -hmm. is a wish price. Okay. I really don't take into consideration mm -hmm. my wish price. You only I only sold. take facts. No, two factors. Mm -hmm. Sold and closed, mm -hmm. absolutely. But the most important thing is what is under contract right now because right. that's live information. This is right. something that is happening in the last few weeks. So I assume, um, so what are you doing? You're calling those brokers, you're getting that intel? Yes. Okay. I get and you're passing that intel on to your clients. So I'm not, you know, because the brokers are very sensitive about, right. you know, right. what do you disclose, what you don't disclose. So that's information that I gather for myself. Right. And I say, you know, I look at the averages, what was the last asking price of that apartment mm -hmm. and what did they actually get? Awesome. And according to that discount, right. then I go back to my seller and I I said, look, Mr. Seller, we actually found out this information. I'm not, I, I'm not going to disclose each apartment by apartment. Right. I just give the overall. Right. So the overall discount in the last four weeks. Oh, that's other problem. Right. It has to be unbelievably current. Right. Like right. last month is a different market. Right. This right. month, it's a different market. Right. 2019, who knows? Right. See, that's the problem right now. Is this the market? I think we're actually changing right now. I think we're in a little bit of a dip right now. And like you said, the data is just, it's the market's kind of running away from us a little bit. And we, we're trying to chase it down with as much recent data as we have. But it's just, it's it's hard because data, good data that's relevant to the specific unit you have is mm -hmm. hard to find. 
Right. There's not much of it. Correct. Yeah. So what you have to do is, um, and our, the, the job now that we as brokers have, mm-hmm. it's much more difficult. Right. We used to take the, uh, data sets of like six months, correct? And that's what we used to dissect. Right. Now, sometimes you have to go even a year you know, a right. year for 12 months right. just because you want to see the trend right. of that building, that specific right. building or that specific property. Right. Right. So what you have to, and, 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 and the biggest enemy right now is how long has that property been on the market? Right. So that's why the sellers need to understand that there is no testing the market anymore. No. Right. You have to do the fair market value minus 10%, that's your asking price. Right, right. And how does that play in... in, in the time of market right now it's mid-december we have seasonality coming into play basically the market's going to go on holiday for now for the next few weeks how does that play into fair market value in, in your analysis so uh, seasonality is out the window because i can tell you that in the last two weeks i have had more showings mm-hmm. than in the month of october right so why nobody knows is it the stock market that the stock market has been on a, on a dip and now people are saying, well, you know, maybe I should buy real right. estate instead of, you know, um, sitting on the market? Right. We don't know. We have to play it as it comes. Right. So when I see good activity, mm-hmm. like I just sent an email right now to my team. I said, this coming weekend, we don't refuse any showings. Right. I don't care if you have to come back from Long Island. If you, right. you have to show. We have to show this weekend. Why? Because I saw good activity as of Monday. Yeah. So is, is I mean, it, it could be possible buyers are just starting to see that. Hey, man, this is this is a market for me. You know, yeah. like again, we discuss this often. The market has come down. It's not like the market right. has not Correct. come down. So buyers, I mean, you're not paying P prices anymore. You do have a good discount. You can mm-hmm. still negotiate down. And I'm looking at days on market right here. I got days on market overall 92 up 36 percent year over year correct so it's taking 36 percent longer to sell right now right. in today's market but the other yeah. point is i mean 92 days compared to the rest of them i mean i'm not sure how it is in florida because i mm-hmm. know you do business there but 92 days is not bad no it's absolutely it's absolutely not bad but the problem is how many price reductions that you have to do right. in order to get to that 90 exactly. something day so what you want to do is you want basically to you know, to tell the, your sellers that instead of even waiting that long, you know, be ahead of the market, not after the market. Right. Don't chase the market down. Mm-hmm. Now, there is one more thing that I'm telling all my buyers right mm-hmm. now and all our team my buyers. Every single year, I get the same sentence from the buyers. Oh, my God, New York is always a seller's market. Right. Now, from over the 20-something years that I have been in the business, I can count on one hand how many times New York has been a buyer's market, yeah. not a seller's market. Yeah. So now you're not going to take advantage of it? Well, let's go over it. I mean, two, 2001 <laughs> right. was the dot-com kind of bust, right? The NASDAQ bust, 2001. You had September yep. 11th, right? A little yeah. thing there. You had 2008, Eight. 2009, and now you have right now. Correct. And this is like the fourth time in, in, in almost 20 yeah. years. So my yeah. question is this. If you, yeah. are, if you are a buyer for the long haul, right. you know, so you should get into the market right now because right. you are going to get a bargain and you can get the deal right but i'm also saying that there are some packets of the market very unique apartments uh yeah. you know the apartment that we are now involved in a bidding war for our buyer has outdoor space is that manhattan you know, or brooklyn manhattan okay manhattan so you know and i'm saying to myself okay is this apartment really worth you know this bidding war mm-hmm. i am even questioning 
right. don't know if to tell my seller, my buyer, you know what, you know, bite the bullet and and is and it unique that. outdoor space? It's unique. Obviously, it's something you, know, you can't say. find. Yeah. Exactly. So it's you know those are the the things that are you know what I call abnormal. Right. That right. is very difficult, to, you know, to um, you know, to basically find to find. Yeah, um, and I mean, I'm looking at median listing discount. Sellers are going down just under five percent. I mean. Are you finding they're going down a little more? This is median. So okay, this but, is the median. But the question is, yeah. Noah, medium from which point? Right. How many price reductions right. did that property had, you know, prior to getting so this is original. So this is original ask. So original this is, ask? This is, we do okay. orig- we, we, don't, we don't mess around here in our Okay, no, no, we, no we I want do. to make sure that it's <laughs> not only the last asking last price. I lost okay. some hair follicles <laughs> trying to engineer <laughs> this properly. No, we okay. go to original. I don't like the fact that it's from last ask because... I mean, look, the data's hard. The data's got these unique data uh-huh. problems. We were talking about that before. Um, and that's one, an easy way out is saying, let's just do the listing discount from the last ask. And another argument um, Jonathan Miller you know, makes about last ask is it's not really on the market at the right price being marketed until that last ask. So his argument is if it's at $2 million and it doesn't sell, and five months later he lowers it to $1.8 mm-hmm. and it sells in a day, mm-hmm. You know he's gonna he's gonna say days on markets one day and the listing discount I don't know if the listing discounts from two million or one point eight but Urban Digs is gonna keep it all from that original you know because okay. we you gotta take into account everything you okay. know and okay. brokers are trying to game the system a little bit they're changing unit numbers they're doing anything to hide history just so people look looks like it's fresh and it hasn't been on the market right before. but at, but at the end of the day the market price is gonna be the market price regardless of where you start the market's gonna dictate it correct so you might so as well I... get those price cuts out of the way price it at the market and sell it. Correct. So five percent is actually not a bad number if you no, think about it. It's right. If it's not if it's not from the last asking price, if it's from the original right. asking price, so then it's not a bad market. Right. We're and not this, talking about a discount of ten to fifteen no. percent. No, we might be talking about a ten percent ten percent ten to fifteen percent discount if we're talking about sort of the higher end where you have more room. Right. Ah, but that's a different this is story. all of Manhattan, everything yeah. included. And if you break it up between condos and co ops, the, yes. the condos are closer to seven percent. Okay. And the co ops are just under four. Okay, so. so that's also another you know interesting uh, statistic. So you have seventy percent of our housing for oh, wow. sale are co-ops. We have thirty percent condos, correct? Right. So the the co-op market um, is feeling the pain a little bit more right. as far as you know because there is more inventory in the right. co-op market. But from another hand, the prices of co-ops right. are lower. Yeah. So that's why you know you have you know that reflection. It's a very very interesting tidbit. What are you seeing on foreigners? Like, so. Yeah, so foreigners, definitely we have a game change. Uh, we had and we are having a, name, a game change in 2018. So this is what's happening with foreigners. Two factors. One, our dollar is too strong, mm-hmm. okay, against currencies uh, in Latin America mm-hmm. and also against currencies in Europe. Uh, second, there is, um, they are afraid of immigration, mm-hmm. you know, because they say, what if I buy an apartment, I buy a house, you know, and then I cannot use it because something happens and I cannot get a visa to come as many times as I want, right. you know, to visit the United States. So what we are seeing about the foreigners, the foreigners, we have less foreigners. Mm-hmm. But what I'm also seeing, who is replacing them? So who is replacing them? Americans. Right. So Americans, not necessarily New Yorkers. Okay. Uh, we are talking about Americans that are coming from other parts of the country. So either the West Coast, as mm-hmm. an example, um, or I'm hearing more and more people, oh, I'm living in Connecticut. And now with the tax situation, um, you know, right. the taxes in Connecticut is too high. So maybe I should sell my big house because I'm an empty nester in, right. in coming to the right. city. Right. So definitely Americans, we're seeing Americans buying more mm-hmm. than you know, than foreigners. Right. And one of the things with foreign buyers that was talked about for many years is that foreign buyers are great because most of them are cash buyers and looking for condos. Yes. 
are they being replaced with cash buyers who are Americans, or are Americans in this situation taking advantage of the historically low interest rates, which are still low for mortgages? Yes, correct. Uh, it depends on the price range. Okay. You know, anything I would say above five million, mm-hmm. you're still you know, even ten million is more cash, mm-hmm. um, because it's more advantage you know advantageous for them. Uh, but when you're talking about you know under five, right. you're still you know people are still looking for a mortgage right. even with the current interest rates. Like you said, yeah. they're still low. Right. Yes. Um, and I just want to touch base on Florida. You do deals there. Yes. Uh, you have a lot of business there. It that's a strong market right now, isn't it? No. It's not strong. No. Okay. So no. I'm hearing <laughs> I'm hearing things around Miami that it's 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 not so bad out there right now. That the houses are on the peripherals there. Mm. No, that's incorrect. Okay. So we have you know the question is are we talking about the state of Florida? I mean I work in Miami specifically okay. from south of Fifth all the way to Aventura. Okay. So you're doing a lot of condos, a lot of new development stuff there. Okay. So exactly. that's what got hit. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Exactly. So I'm talking about the house in the suburbs, talking about the peripherals around there. Yeah. So that's a different story. Okay. So the you know that housing market first. First of all, um, you know, you still have a lot of new developments, mm-hmm. number one, in the pipeline. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two, you have new development that closed in the last two years, mm-hmm. and now those apartments are basically reselling. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because the majority of the buyers in the last three years mm-hmm. in Miami were from Brazil, mm-hmm. and you had a very favorable exchange rate for the Brazilians buying in Florida. Mm-hmm. Now, now it got reversed. So the Brazilians are saying to themselves, well, you know what, even if I sell it at the same number that I bought it, mm-hmm. I can still make money on the exchange and I bring the money to Brazil and I buy right. something else. Right. Gotcha. So th- what is the problem? The problem is you have too much resale in buildings that are maybe two years old, mm-hmm. so brand new, uh, because those people were investors. Mm-hmm. And now they are either selling or renting them out. Very interesting. And, and, and what about the new development market here? What are you seeing here? So New York, what I like about New York, and, and I think that also it differentiates New York from Florida, mm-hmm. is that New Yorkers, um, the New York developers, the New York uh, financial people, they act extremely fast. So when they see any problem that starts on the market, mm-hmm. they start putting, putting the brakes on. So unless you already got all your permits in order to get on the market, mm-hmm. you're going to wait. Right. And w- what you're seeing right now around the city is people say, wow, there is so much new construction. But then you go and check that uh, on StreetEasy or in our system, you're going to see that it's not even on the market. Why? The building is being built as, we are, as we're talking about the building, mm-hmm. but it's not getting released to the market till actually the building is almost done, right. till you have you know, um, um, a, an apartment that is ready, you know, the model apartment that you can actually show, right. uh, because people are not going to buy right now from floor plans and like, in an abstract situation. Right. right. I mean, I just, um, we spoke to a couple developers and they keep saying there's three years, there's four years of inventory out there. And a lot of them are just kind of just sitting idle right now, just kind of waiting for things to settle. Yes. Um, I mean, you got the 421A that's gone. Yes. You got labor costs, land costs, every cost for a developer that's still kind of high, hasn't mm-hmm. really come down. The market's come down, but those costs haven't. So that's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be at some point in an area where that pipeline empties out. And then by the time the new build cycle happens, you're gonna have two, three, four years where we have a shortage. Correct. So where- Which is you, good for us. It's good for us. I'm just trying to find out where we are in that cycle. Are we probably one or two years away from that, that getting through that kind of bottleneck and kind of like, you know, making it so it's a much narrower pipe. If I, if I start thinking about all the new development that I know is in the pipeline that have not even been released to the mm-hmm. market. Right. So the answer is yes. Right. Okay. Interesting. But, but 
um, most of those developments don't have hundreds of units. Right. We're talking about right. small buildings. Right. So when you have you know buildings that are sixty units, and you have seventy units, you have I know about a building you know of thirty eight units that is yeah. coming up. So that those numbers of units are much easier yeah. for the market to absorb if it comes at the right price right. Uh, mm-hmm. than when you have hundreds of units. So we are not seeing these hundreds of units. By the way, the other thing that we are not seeing, which is very interesting, because of the cost that you just mentioned. Uh, not a lot of one bedrooms are being built. Right. You know, and I was just going to ask you. Two bedrooms right, because yeah, most of the size for these apartments that are coming on the market eventually are large, much larger Large-y. units. And I was, gonna, I was just going to ask you, are builders going small now? I was just going to say, I mean, they're getting out of the whole super luxury sector, the death of super luxury, the death of luxury. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see many builders building unique five to $10 million places. It seems like they're really catering to the one and two bedroom market. Um, but you're right, the, the costs, I mean, it just doesn't really make sense. Correct. So yeah. I don't see one to two bedroom, but I see more two bedroom and three bedroom. Right. The only thing is that they have to change also the mix. Right. So yeah. the mix is, you know, you have to build maybe 50% two bedrooms. Right. And then, you know, like 30%, you know, uh, three bedrooms right. and then the rest. Gotcha. Instead of the other way around. You got buyers right now that are bidding for new developments and buying new developments? Yes. Okay. What, what could you speak on anything in generalities here? Mm-hmm. I know you can't give specific details. Mm-hmm. Are, are they just getting great deals right now? Or, yes. I mean, because this is, that's what I'm pushing on urban. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's yes. great time to buy. It's a great time, it's a great time, time to great time buy time new developments because they're right. they are coming down and they're doing deals right now. But well, how many times, you know, I, I mean, all of our buyers that wanted, uh, that over the years, that wanted to buy a new development, yeah. you basically gave them a sheet, a, 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 you know, a sheet of paper and you say, okay, yeah. this is the price. Yeah, here's this is list. what you pay. Yeah. And, and you'll get it in two years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And now... This is the price, let's talk, correct? Mm -hmm. So why is it, you know, so I'm telling my buyers, I say, look, you know, this is the time for you to get into this market that, by the way, our market, and we have learned that, you mentioned September 11. If you think about September 11, I remember it vividly. Between September and December, nothing happened. I came back January 7, and the phones were off the hook, Uh and between January and uh, and June prices went up by ten percent and people forgot about that. I, 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 not me. I bought. Okay. I signed a contract <laughs> in October of two thousand and one. Okay. Right afterwards, and let me tell you something. I was happy because I I knew I got an amazing deal, and I knew it was. I'm a very contrarian. I see. I like that kind of stuff. It's a good time too. It was outdoor space. It had this huge six hundred square foot terrace. Nice. I I would but, like. To, I'd also yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Uh, no. I was, I was scared out of my mind <laughs> because every other week another building was being evacuated in that period of time mm-hmm. and I was like what did I just buy and like you said I was talking to other brokers and they're like dead October dead November dead December dead and I was like what yeah, did there's I just anthrax at Rockefeller Center that went through December there's all these scares. yeah I mean but it turned out to be the best time to exactly buy. and I, I think about that and now yeah I'm just curious how did you how did you do analysis back then because this was before co-ops <laughs> yes. were recorded in Acris. So I'm just right. curious like how did you the fair market value flip a coin yeah, I would love to talk about this look I mean look I had quite, you know in the co-op market I had always contact with the managing agents yeah. uh, I created you know contacts with the managing agent I will tell them myself sellers, hey, go to the managing agent, ask them for like the last two years of sold in the building, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm always, you know, from the time that I started in real estate and there was no data available, I found the data, I looked for the data, because for me, it's all about the numbers. And also, by the way, the numbers tell the story. It's not the brokers, it's not the buyers, it's not not the sellers. No, we say that all the time. We say, use the data, sit down and have a conversation. 
Yes. The, the, the numbers will tell a story and you sit there and talk it out. You can analyze it, you know, yeah. you can give your opinion about the numbers, but by the end of the day, that's basically the numbers tell the story. Yeah. All right. So we're wrapping up here. Um, last thoughts for sellers out there. Sellers mm-hmm. are confused. Yes. What, what would you tell them? Okay. So take advantage of the pitfalls that a lot of <laughs> sellers do. Correct. So unfortunately, I'm still seeing these, uh, you know, sellers that come to me the second time around or the se- third time around that they have been already with other brokers and mm-hmm. all that. And they said, oh, the first time I went because it was my sister's friend. But, right. Okay. Right now, it's all about marketing. Yeah. Right now, it's all about who can market, who can invest the money mm-hmm. in your property to absolutely make sure that your property appears everywhere. Right. Number one. Number two, who has the ability to have the intel that yeah. we talked about, to get the intel from the whole marketplace, to advise you on a daily basis about what's going on in your category, in your market. Right. If you're seeing in the first 30 days that there is no movement, that meaning mm-hmm. no showings almost, right. you know that you are basically wrong, right. wrongly priced. Right. So you have to act fast. Right. Because the, the more than you wait, the more than you lower the price, the more that you are on the market, that is when by the end of the day you will sell your property at a lesser price. And buyers are feasting on that. Exactly, yeah. than before. Because buyers are basically looking at this data every single day, 24 seven. Right, and they know the market the brokers, better than anyone. Absolutely, yeah. and for the brokers, my message is, for the brokers is, brokers, you have to be with your hand on the pulse, not only of the real estate market. Right. You have to know what's going on in the political arena right now. Mm-hmm. You know, who said what, yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, that you is, can be in the loop. Exactly. Yeah. You have to know what's going on in the stock market every single moment of the day. Right. And according to that, you have to advise your clients. Right. No, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And if something is not selling, um, I like to say it's either, either a market problem, which we kind of have right now, mm-hmm. a product problem, Think first floor, second floors, back units, mm-hmm. no renovated, no light. High maintenance. High maintenance. High maintenance. Or it's a price problem. Yes. And nine times out of ten, it's a price problem. And look, mm-hmm. the market does what the market wants to do when the market wants to do it, and it's all about the bids. Right? You agree it's all about the bids? All about the bids. So, um, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank Jackie Tiplitsky of the Tiplitsky team at Element. This is Noah and John. We're Talking Manhattan, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.